I can say with a lot of excitement, good morning to Gene Valentino. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Ted. How's it doing? Well, you know what, Gene? Last night I got home from a fish fry, and I got to the house, and I watched something while you were watching something else, but we both were watching horror shows. I was watching The Saints, and you were watching The President. I don't know which one of us got the worst of the two deals. Yeah, I, I I didn't know how bad yours was, but I had the hell scared out of me. He was talking, the president was talking to the nation, and while that was going on in his speech, 450 jets were taking out hot spots that were going after our American base over in Iraq. It's the continuing saga of the acceleration of a potential war, which I I shudder to have to say, but if we don't do something drastic right away, World War III is at our doorsteps. And I'm so fearful that we need leadership not only in the administration, but in the House of Representatives. This is the worst point I've seen. President Biden talked about it last night as an inflection point in history. It is an inflection point in history, but not because of the assault on Israel. It's an inflection point in history because of the assault they've caused on the administration and the assault they've caused on the United States Congress. Well, you know, all my life, when the evil flared up around the world somewhere, I knew that we were the strongest nation on this earth. And that we could yeah. handle anything and, and do anything, and you felt good about it. But to be honest with you, I know about the leadership at the top, but that drifts down as well. You know better than the people around you, and it even affects our military. I've got a very good friend that's very high-ranking retired military person, and he told me one time I was talking about generals, and he says, you got to understand something, Ted. said 50% of all generals are politicians. Fifty percent are warriors, but said when the politicians are in charge, said we're in trouble. And yeah, I'm afraid we've got too much of that now. Yeah, well, in keeping with what you just said, the president's speech last night was just not focused. It was not articulated. A weakness was seen when we abruptly pulled out of Afghanistan. The negativity affected the credibility of his speech last night. I couldn't feel comfortable with his speech last night, knowing his lack of credibility on what preceded him and his actions prior to his speech last night. Uh, What really was sickening was, was that he was linking two world conflicts together. First, Ukraine, which has a history of its own, uh, and then Israel. And he was trying to bring them together as, two major conflicts, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Meanwhile, there's only one thing I know, Ted. We have 32 dead Americans in Israel right now. And Israel never paid Joe Biden and the Biden crime family the way Ukraine did. Both will praise Biden right now because they need and want our United States money. And all of his disjointed speech last night never addressed these Americans in Israel that were killed. 
And how many American hostages that still remain? And two American reporters arrested by Putin, but there are no hostages we know of over there, American hostages held by Russia. I see no strength. I see no focus. I see no direction, no budget, no, no emphasis to protect the southern border, and now no speaker. We need an America first strategy to handle all these other issues. And now what Biden's trying to do, which is what I really don't understand, he brings forward to the public a $60 billion arming for Ukraine, $14 billion for military and security assistance to Israel. He wants another $10 billion for humanitarian assistance for both. He wants another $14 billion. Oh, here it is, U.S. border security. $14 billion to get his monster bill passed. He slips in $14 billion now for U.S. security, border security. Well, wait a minute. It was just a few years ago under Trump. The Democrat Congress went nuts because Trump needed about 3 to $4 billion to wrap up the entire southern border, border security on the south. And here we are looking at Biden last night in his speech asking for $14 billion for the southern border security. And then he slipped in an extra $7 billion for security to Taiwan. Meanwhile, we don't have a House speaker And therefore, there's no review of this budget, which puts me, it puts us all at risk, because under the authorization and under the United States Congress, which they passed the law on, it authorizes the president under the War Powers Act to step up and be more unilateral on his own, asserting the use of American dollars for these purposes. We need, a, we need a Congress in place right now. And moments ago, before we went on the year, I had the privilege of hearing Jim Jordan speak. You could tell these guys are really tired. He wants, to put, he wants to put them in a room right now and through the weekend and hammer it out just like they choose the Pope, you know. And, and don't leave. Slip them ham sandwiches under the door and let them work it out and work it work through it until they come to a conclusion on a Speaker of the House. But they have put their own animus and disdain for each other, uh, a narcissistic personal agenda first, at the expense of you and me, the American people. Jim Jordan stepped up this morning, Ted, and gave the most honorable speech I've ever heard. It was a unifier, in my opinion. Uh... Sixty years ago, he said, we went from flying 100 feet, the Wright brothers, a ragtag little balsa wood type aircraft that was built in their garage, to landing on the moon. Within 60 years, we went from flying an aircraft 60 feet, 100 feet, to putting a man on the moon. The American people are thirsty. And they're begging for change to become great again, which is something we've all known we are able to do. And I feel 
that America now must step up and fight this good fight, finish the work, and keep the faith in the principles, the beliefs, the principles and practices that made this nation so great. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And we Americans must step out, step up and step out to help our nation get to a better place through the, and help our state rep, U.S. congressmen feel empowered. Real, help them, remind them of what's important in getting back to work and getting the speaker chosen to protect this nation. Wow. Wow. That's a lot this morning. Well, you know what? You want to feel good about something, and, and everything looks bad, whatever direction you go, Israel, Ukraine, our border. Things just don't really look good, and you look to your leadership. I have said this so many times, but I remember we had the hostages in Iran years ago. I even started a, a program at the station I was with when I was working at time, and we gave away thousands of yellow ribbons in the community, and people tied them around the tree after the Tony Orlando song, Tie a Yellow Ribbon. Oh, the yeah. old oak tree to, till we got them home. And those people didn't come home until Ronald Reagan was taking the oath of office as the next president. And it's all of a sudden they say, we can't play no more. You know, this guy is serious. And we got to get serious. And, and, you know, just hop, skipping and jumping around to the House of Representatives. You know, you and I support Donald Trump, the Republican Party. But what are they doing to the party over there in this infighting that's hurting themselves and the country? I know a few Democrats actually licking their chops at this and loving it. Oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Klan, they're on the sideline laughing hysterically. Uh, they have, they've hurt this nation by setting, setting up some of this issue in the first place, the rules in the House of Representatives, which McCarthy was trying to change. He changed many of them. He just wasn't for far enough along to get Matt Gates happy before Matt Gates threw the grenade in the pond about two weeks ago. What's happening now is we really, we really need to realize that the Republican Party has license. They've given, they've given license for individual individuals to speak up and speak out, and that's what we're, our democracy is all about, right? But, oh, no, not the Democrats. You have to be in lockstep and follow the brand loyal uh, uh, dictator at the top of the party uh, if you expect to get any crumbs. And that's the distinction between Republicans and Democrats. I said it before, I say it again. I predict the complete demise and or failure of the Democrat Party as we know it today by the 2024 election where we had, where we're going to have a complete house cleaning at the legislative level and at the presidential administrative level well it can't come too soon for me i just hope that the republicans in this closed door meeting can resolve their differences and they're frustrated about it we had our congressman mike ezell on wednesday and he was frustrated as he can be the mississippi delegation is trying to be part of the solution not the problem and and gets he's actually your congressman isn't he yeah i'm i'm disappointed with what has happened here he his attempt to try to move quickly to make things happen has backfired and i'm so proud of your congressman mikey zell 
for showing the leadership necessary to try to keep things. More, more guys like Mike need to step up and uh, coalesce to um, um, get behind Jordan and to get this, get this resolved. You know, every politician, <laughs> how perfect is a politician, right? I mean, we've all got our good points and our bad points. But, but Mike is one of those that knows how to bring the parties and together and coalesce and look for what's called the meeting of the minds and you know, the commonality between us. And I commend your congressman for that. I, I look forward to meeting him someday and, yeah. and having more words with him. I, I'm embarrassed to speak to what's happened in my, with my congressman right now because it's caused major upheaval within the ranks of the Republican Party. And I pray we have the will to bring it all back together today in round number three under, under Mike Jim Jordan. Well, we've talked ourselves out of time right here. It's been fun talking to you. I, I'm, I'm glad that you're up and going and you're on top of this. My Saints lost and look horrible. President oh. looks horrible. So we could have flipped channels and saw the same thing, I guess, last night. <laughs> Well, I think what I'll do is watch your channels next time, and next time you watch my channel. <laughs> well, as we get out of here, I, I kind of feel like that old guy said, Elvis has left the building, and I don't feel too good either. So, I'll bring up the whole Iran-Iraq history and how we got to where we are sometime in a future episodes. Together. It's a story starting back in 1953 and how we are ended up where we are. I'll look forward to it. Maybe we ought to go to the Hotel California with the Eagles. Hey, Gene, you have a great weekend. Enjoy this pretty weather. Best to you, Ted. Take care, everybody. See you then. <laughs>